The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly from the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. He turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. You are thinking not as God does, but as as human beings do. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Or what can one give in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in his Father's glory, and then he will repay all according to his conduct. The Gospel of the Lord. So Bishop Zarama came this morning and celebrated the Mass and installed me as the pastor uh, here at St. Joseph's. It was beautiful. He spoke about, well, many things. And I think what struck me most about what he said was, what happens to us after Mass, during Mass and after Mass? that we should take the gift, the greatest gift that we have received, which is receiving Jesus Christ, and to take it to the world, to take it to our world, to take it to our brothers and sisters, to have a big smile on our face, to bring the love of God to a world crying out for love. That was his message. It's a message for all of us here at St. Joseph's, Because it's the message of our local pastor, of our bishop, who represents for us Christ. He represents the Pope. And he is one who needs to smell like a sheep, and he does. He comes. He has to go to many parishes. He has to make many decisions. He is the authority of the Catholic Church in Raleigh. Something to be meditated on, something to be reflected upon in our own prayer. So it doesn't just become, well, he's the executive, he's the CEO, he's the boss, do what he says. Inside the mechanism of the Catholic Church, it's so different because it's not man-made. It's made up of men and women, but it's not man-made. Did we hear not last week? You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And today, Peter, what is going on? Well, Peter always gives us something to think about. He's so close to the way we are ourselves. How our pride can get in the way. Who here can say without any doubt, I've never had a prideful moment, Father? Not Father, 
not the bishop, not the pope, not anybody. We all have to struggle through those things that become an obstacle to the way God thinks. The way we think often needs to be purified in its root cause. And this is why we come to Mass. We say, my, my fault, my fault, my most grievous fault. And to you, my brothers and sisters, I pray for forgiveness. The more humbly we come to Mass, recognizing our sinfulness, the more we get out of it. Because we come looking and searching for truth, for life, for love. And the message of Bishop Zarama was, don't keep it to yourself. The more you give it away to strangers, to family members, to people at the office, to those you're working for, to those who, you, who work with you, to those who study beside you, to the teacher on Zooming in online, they're all people. Even the ones we see on the streets who are causing unrest, they're still our brothers and sisters. He who was without fault cast the first stone, Jesus said. And these are very, we need to grapple with them. We need to say to ourselves, Lord, teach me the way. Show me the way. From the cross, what does he say? Forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. We don't condone the sin. We don't say the sin is a good thing. It's okay to go and do all of those things out there. It's not okay. It's not okay. We are brothers and sisters, and we are called to treat each of our brothers and sisters with that dignity. It is not okay to throw someone under the bus. Then these are the confusing times in which we live. And I ask you and I ask myself to don't be guided by CNN and Fox News and NBC and all these other things that come into our minds and they clutter and we don't see straight. The more straight we see, the more straight it comes straight from the gospel. Get behind me, Satan. The first reading was... You seduced me, and I allowed myself to be seduced. Our story with God is a love story. And what happens in our love story is love. The love between husband and wife. The love between mother and son. The love between mother and daughter. Daughter-in-law and mother-in-law. We are called to love. And we are called to love here one another. Probably on a scale of 1 to 10, if we were really able to do it, and we analyzed how much do we actually, really, actually love each other, oh, we might get a 3 or a 4. Because how can you love someone you don't know their name? So maybe there's a calling in that the, the, to create inside this beautiful walls of St. Joseph's and the surrounding trees and the grass, to really go the extra mile and know one another. How can you love what you don't know? How could a husband love his wife 
if he didn't know her. But there's the courtship. There's the, the twinkle of the eye. It's like, I think she saw me. I think I saw her. And then it begins. And it ends up with 50 years of marriage, <laughs> living together in the same room, picking up socks, cleaning shoes, cleaning the car, paying the bills. And we should offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. Where else can I offer to God something? I can't offer outside of my body. It has to be inside these walls of my body. So to take care of my body and then to offer my body. When you see a mother, you just can't help but think, superwoman, superwoman, how do you do it? So many things juggling in your hands from one day to another, from one night to another. No, there's just no day the same. And then we see Peter. What does Peter do? He takes Jesus aside. He gets in front of Jesus and pulls him aside. We are not called to get in front of Jesus and pull him aside. That's the lesson today. Don't do that. We are behind Jesus. We follow Jesus. And even something I think we mentioned last Sunday about the, the, the second coming is so clear. And the Son of Man will come with his angels in his Father's glory. This is what we live for. We don't live for those other things that perhaps we can tend to live for. The vacation, the, the new house, the, the car, the, the golf game. None of which are bad in themselves. My father who suffers from Alzheimer's now doesn't know much about what's going on. And he keeps whispering to my mom, I'm going to buy a new car. <laughs> and she would say, what color is it? Silver. Because he loved cars. The man loved cars. That's not going to leave. God will judge my father not on what kind of cars he had, though he had very nice cars. He's going to judge my father on how he took care of my mother, how he took care of seven boys, how he loved his devotions. You know, I asked him, I think I said this once to you. I said, Dad, why are you so good? He said, every Sunday night, they would go back to church and there would be adoration and another reflection from Father. Just that closeness with our Lord is what made him into what he is today. A man who doesn't know what's going on around him and is probably having behavioral issues because of the disease. And so you just say to yourself, God is asking for an extra sacrifice in these last laps of his life. So I ask you, what are your takeaways today? What can you bring to God this week that has already begun? I won't give you any today. That would be a little presumptuous of me. You figure out in your prayer what you will bring to the table of the Lord each day this week. We now present our petitions for Pope Francis for the bishops and cardinals, men and women who help in his work to guide us through these difficult times, we pray to the Lord. Lord for Bishop Luis Rafael, for his health, 
his joy and his perseverance. We pray to the Lord. For all of you, for your intentions that you hold in the depths of your heart. We pray to the Lord. And for all of the young men and women at St. Joseph's, those who have gone to college, those who are having to study back at home, for the homeschoolers, for the different schools in which the boys and girls go to, that this difficult time will be what they thrive on. We pray to the Lord. For the souls of the faithful departed, eternal rest grant unto them, O God. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. Let us now join our prayers to those of the Blessed Mother as we sing. <laughs> 